What's up? This is Matt Dietz and this is Simply Explaining Insurance. This is the show where I tell you what you need to know about insurance in a way that you can understand it. Because I know what you don't know about insurance and I know what you need to do. All right, real quick, do me a favor. I am running a flash end of year Black Friday New Year's resolution broke agent sale on agency launch. So if you go to agencylaunch.net and you buy whatever you want to buy in there, and you type in 2023 as a code, I'll give you 50% off, five zero. I don't want price to be a barrier to entry into this training that I've built for you. Uh, So I'll teach you everything that I've learned to run my agency, all right? All my marketing, all my sales, all my staffing, all my customer service and retention, it is there for you. It's there for you, and it's half off. And it's only running for a limited time. So get in. All right. uh, What am we talking about today? So we're going to do, I I cut my interview in half with uh, David last week. So this is the second half. So David from Kahana came in and we talked, uh, if you checked out last week's episode, we talked about um, inspections and what that means. It was a great conversation. And then we went over and now we're talking about premium um, control audits. So this is lives in the realm of workers compensation, and how important audits are. And so he and I talk about what these audits are like, how to prepare for them, how to work with your client with them, some of the things that I've done in my career to build relationships with them, to deepen relationships with them. A lot of this is about communication and setting expectations. And this is something that that David told me that not every agent does. So David, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with us. I really appreciate it. And we will get to the meat of it right now. Well, let's transition. Let's, uh, Let's talk about work comp audits. Okay. I love work comp audits. Like, I'm a math guy, and there's nothing more satisfying than seeing the 941s add up. You know, you take out the owner payroll, you know, and you have all the payroll add up, and mm-hmm. the numbers come back, and there's no difference in the numbers, and it's perfect. Like, I love a good work comp audit. But, um, so work comp audit is a formal part of the process, like, um, like every year for most cases. Now, for companies... For my company, we ask a business owner, hey, how much pay are you going to do in the next 12 months? And mm-hmm. then they will tell us. We're going to do $300,000. Okay, well, that's what we base our premium on. You know, their industry has a rate. We multiply that by the rate, and, you know, it spits out a premium. And sometimes there are credits and debits and stuff like that. But um, so once the year is up and they said they were going to do $300,000 worth of payroll, mm-hmm. the audit is essentially us saying, prove it correct yeah so so they have to fill they have to turn in formal tax forms which is where the 941s come into play and Mm -hmm. they see how everything adds up and you know if it's more payroll and they did four hundred thousand worth of payroll you know they're going to get a bill yeah that they have to pay Mm -hmm. right away you know and if it's less in, in many cases they may get a credit you know um in some cases we can even trigger a refund if it's if it's way off and things like that but you know what are some best practices for for payroll audits yeah so again back to you know one just keeping really good records right and and making sure that you have your filing system down so that when when the audit does come 
you're ready because yep. those 941s, right? Having a PNL um, or a, a, an official ledger that's going to give you all the stuff that you need. Um, you do want it to balance as best you can, um, but life happens, right? Let's say your business grew like crazy. Yep. That's not a bad problem, nope. right? If your estimate was, you know, a million dollars in sales or, you know, and let's say, let's say you've got a good operation and 250 of that is, yeah. is your payroll. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well done. Right. <laughs> Kudos. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell us all how to yeah, do, that. do that again. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, but, but instead of, of 250 in payroll, you actually had 500,000, right? And so it's doubled. Well, yes, your premium is going to be adjusted. Um, but the other thing that's really important is making sure that you are keeping track of, um, so kind of the who, what, where, why type of thing, right? Who are you paying? Right. Why are you paying them? So what type of duties are they doing? Right. Right. Are they clerical? Because if they're clerical, it might, it's probably can be excluded, right? If, are they out in the field? And if they are, what type of work are they doing? Right. So then, and then when did you pay them? Right. Right. And, and, and how are they an employee? Are they a contractor? Right. If they're a contractor, you want to make sure that you get those certificates of insurance, right? Prove that yes, they're a contractor. Please. And, um, and so keeping track of those things, right? Who you're paying, how much, when, and kind of the why, right. um, those make a big difference being able to prove it, right? You can't just say, Oh yeah, I, I had four contractors and, and, uh, they did, you know, one of them they was did a about, painter one yeah. of them did masonry, right? Cause you're a general contractor, let's say, and, right. and that that's not going to fly. No, nope. right? you've got to, you have to prove it. This process is as formal as like doing your taxes. Yeah. Like it's, it's as serious and as formal as like turning in your taxes. There's no, there's no way to soften things up. There's no corners to cut. Like the numbers are going to be hard and they have to be proven. You know, there's no estimation in this, in this part of the process. Right. The difference is you don't have to be nervous of getting thrown in federal prison. Right. Right. That's true. And so that's work comp evasion. You know, that's one of the things is people hear audit and immediately think, IRS. Oh crap. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's not the case. No, the audit, it's called a premium audit. Right. right? And, and so making sure that people understand that it is directly related to your premium. Right. Right. It's <laughs> right. important. Yeah. Right. Words are important. Yes. And so making sure that they understand that, that it's just bringing everything into alignment. Yep. It's, it's bringing actuals to what the estimate was yep. and, and that's going to help everybody. It's going to make sure that you are better prepared for the next audit as the business owner, because now you've got a, especially if you're a new operation, you now have an understanding of where you're going as a business. Yep. Right. Some things that I would say for best practices for a business owner, when it comes to work comp and the audits and payroll is that most new business owners underestimate their payroll. Mm-hmm. Sometimes by a lot, you know, it's like, Hey, how much are you going to do this year? Like a hundred thousand. And they end up doing like one eighty or, you know? Right. So what I've done as an agent, as a service, what I, what I do is I'll call them after I'll call them maybe first quarter and second quarter of that policy period. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, remember you told me you're gonna do a hundred thousand. Like what'd you do first quarter? Yeah. What's your pace? Look yeah. Like? What, how's that look? You did seven, you, how much did you do? You know, if you did 45, all right, we're going to up it. So like you can go in and you can change <laughs> yeah. these numbers if you want to, so that they don't get pounded come audit time. You right. know, they don't get a big bill. So that's something, you know, six months in like, all right, are we on pace? Things like that. And I've coached my clients to understand that this is the process. And so I have clients call me and they're like, Matt, I just hired a new, 
you know, tech for my auto body shop. I need to up my payroll. Yeah. I was like, yes, good job. You know, thank right, you for doing that. Yeah. You're doing it. And so we're going to take it up, you know, 60 grand or whatever it is so that they don't. So these are good ways to prep new business owners or existing business owners that this is how the process works, you know, and work together to make sure that, you know, I don't want my, my clients to get a huge bill ever, you know? And right. so we try and do, we, well, by just checking in on them, it takes it's a three minute phone call or a 60 second email or something like that. Well, and the problem is in the industry by and large, that doesn't happen. What you're doing is above and beyond the average. So one, you know, my, I, I applaud you Thank for you. doing that um, because it's not done enough. A lot of times I will, if I get a hold of the insured, they haven't spoke, talked with their agent for some of them years, yeah. right? They're on auto pay. It's just boom, boom, boom. And then they get an audit and they're freaking out. Right. Like, like what is this? What did bill? I do wrong? Real? You know, does my agent hate me now? <laughs> and and <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard it all. Yeah. Right? And, um, or sometimes, you know, the, the agent will, will kind of say, well, some similar things. Why is this going on? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Right. That now you're calling up my insured and, and no, it's just part of the process. Right. Yeah. And, but far too often agents are not checking in with their clients. Right. So, um, I think that that as a best practice is huge, right. For, for agency owners, for business owners, build that connection, right. Keep the, the consistent communication because all it takes is a minute or two on the phone. Hey, right. how's it going? Right. Any changes? It's a great way to know about. Yeah. I mean, not only are you doing them a service to hopefully prevent them from getting a bill, but you have a chance to continue. How's your day? You know, how's business going? You can small talk your way mm-hmm. into a deeper relationship, you know, which is, and yeah. there's more trust that gets built that way. And they'll want to stay with you because you're the guy that's checking up on me and things like that. And it's just, there's so many benefits from those, those little kind of micro moments that I think are really important. And it just makes the whole process go smoother. It makes your job easier. Way you know, you're easier. not getting yelled at and, you know, and, um, but yeah. So anything I can do to reduce friction is something I try hard to do, you know? Yeah. And, and again, that's one of the biggest things that you can do as the agent in preparing the insured for, for an audit in general, whether that is a workers comp audit or right. And it's based on payroll or we're talking about general liability and we're looking at sales or payroll it depends right. on what type of a policy. Yep. Um, and, and we do both of those, right? So, yep. but well, the more that you can do to prepare them on the front end and then keep that communication open, it makes everything easier, smooth. So that when you do need to reach out and give them a nudge of, right. You got to call this guy back Yeah, that you're going to call him back. Right. It's a big deal. Uh, two other things for this subcontractors Mm -hmm. subcontractors i've run into this with painters painters are historically in my experience have been historically poor at collecting work comp certs for their subs we have a lot of we have a lot of family-owned like painting companies here Mm -hmm. that we insure in, in my business and like so they'll turn their payroll in you know they say yeah i subbed out one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of payroll but they don't have the certs because they hired their cousin, you know, who didn't go buy a policy on their mm-hmm. own or something like that. So the risk is if they did $300,000 worth of payroll of W2 painters, mm-hmm. and then they did $150,000 subcontracted, if they do not get the certs 
for the $150,000 for the subcontractors, they will have to pay that $150,000 like it was their own W-2 employee. Correct. And it is brutal. It can yeah. be really, it can be, some people sub out a ton of work, mm-hmm. you know, and if they don't get the certs, you see this on the general contractor side too, you know, painters, electric, whoever is, is subcontracting people, like you've got to get certs or else you are taking on the, the risk of them getting hurt because you're the business owner and it's your responsibility to make sure your people um, are covered. Well, and, and that's just it, right? So you're, you're taking on the risk, but then the other thing too is when it comes time to do that audit and, and true everything up, if, if it doesn't true up, then it's going to default to the yep. higher code. Just whoop, right over and, there. And which means you're going to be paying more than you actually should be. Yeah, I know. And, and it happens it. more often than not. And so yeah. these simple things as a business owner, they're not hard to do, but it's just a matter of doing them. And that encouragement coming from the agent goes a long way, right? Yeah. Hey, make, are you doing this? And so when you're doing that, you know, quarterly check-in, holy cow, you spend five minutes a quarter and you talk with your insured, it's going to pay dividends oh, yeah. down the road. Yeah. Did you sub out any work? Did yeah. you get their certs? You know, just simple. Some Again, a, the subcontracted question is on the front end of the application process too. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be subbing out any work? Or, or I think the question is, do you collect work comp certificates from any work that subcontracted? Certificates of insurance yes. from any subcontract, yes. correct. Yeah. Yes or no. Right. Like that's a question you got to ask the business owner so that they know that this is part of the deal. Like, yeah. And, well, it's similar when you, if you're as a business owner, say you're leasing a building, right? Or you're leasing a space. When you go into that relationship with your landlord, they require that of you. Right. right? And so, you, and then you've got to name that as an additional insured. Right. Yep. So let's talk one last thing for, uh, the only other thing I've seen that gets a little sticky are, you know, if you have a business that is performing multiple duties, um, and has multiple risks or multiple class codes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dealing with one right now with a uh, window cleaner who cleans, uh, residentially and he does ground floor and above ground floor. And those are two different class codes. Um, so the other one I've seen is like a landscaper. Mm-hmm. And so they do multiple things. They will do just basic lawn care, mowing, you know, but they'll also maybe will, you know, um, do sprinklers, which will fall under a plumbing code. You know, maybe they're, you know, cutting down trees with ladders and they have a cherry picker and that's, that's a different code too. And so snow removal, that's a different code. You know, Mm -hmm. these companies do multiple things that are charged different risks. What's your advice for a business owner and, or an agent to make sure the business owner is, you know, that they're classifying and they're tracking their payroll properly per code because it can get a little confusing and a little dicey. Once you get it set up properly, you're good to go. But, you know, what does the audit company look for, you know, for formal proof when it comes to this time of the payroll for split class codes? Yeah, so time cards. That's going to be, I get, right, that's my official answer. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> You're not it, the first and, person to tell me that. And we had, uh, you and I had briefly talked about that um, because the, the reality is if you don't have time cards, you don't have going back to who you're paying for what they're doing, right? Those services, if they're doing uh, ground floor window washing, right? You're paying Johnny 20 bucks an hour to do ground floor, right? And you have that record that shows that, right? That is an official ledger in your journal. And, and so everything that you can do to keep the official record to, distinguish differentiated services. 
the better you off you are. Right. And, and it will make everything go that much more smoothly because otherwise you have to figure out a way to back into everything. And if you can't prove it, then in this situation, right, the window washer, if he's got a ground store, a ground floor, and then a second story, what's going to happen? Everything defaults to the second story, yep. which is the higher rate. It's and, like, oh, and triple. it's going to be thousands, right? Yeah, it's and, triple. And so that's where keep a good record. The time cards is a great way to do that for if we're talking payroll, making sure that you just keep everything crystal clear and keep it separate. And these directives are not coming from the insurance carrier. I just want to be clear because sometimes we'll catch some heat and they'll make, why is your company, you know, making me do this? Like our company is adhering to the codes that are sent down from the NCCI, which Mm -hmm. is the governing body for workers comp. They're the ones that have all the rules and regulations and how this stuff gets charged and how it needs to be tracked. And we have to play by their rules. Mm -hmm. We're not the ones that are like, you have to fill out time cards. Like we're being told how to do it. You know, there is a, there's a professional, you know, board organization (laughs) out there that it's like, um, Oh, it's like OSHA, you know, like OSHA tells you how to do it. And like, Mm -hmm. you have to do it. The NCCI is telling you how to do it. So, um, a lot of people have will get upset or, or have have misguided anger towards the. I just want you to know who to be mad at. Okay, be mad at the NCCI. Right? Don't be <laughs> don't be mad at me or don't be mad at David here. You know this is just we have to play by the rules. But these are all things. Sometimes we have to learn the hard way. You know, like that's just the way it goes. So. I think one of the best things you can do as the agent is know the codes. Yeah. Right. Know what the policy is based on and understand what the what it all means yep because you're going to be able to better assist your insured and i'd say a work comp policy is one of the easiest ones to understand i mean it's really easy mm-hmm. it's a simple math equation how much payroll and what's the class code correct the class code has a rate mm-hmm. or a price you multiply that rate by the payroll that's what you pay (laughs) i mean it's really easy to understand so once you learn how to look at a deck page or how to look at a current policy there are credits and they can earn they can earn modifications based on if they're you know claim free and that's a different conversation but in in the your base rate is two numbers that are multiplied together yeah in some cases if you have different class codes you're multiplying different class codes together but then you're adding them up but um, but they're really simple policies to understand how they're rated. And once you know that much, you know, the audit should come pretty naturally to like, you know, how to determine what the outcome is. Um, you can even pretty closely estimate how much they're going to owe. You know, if they mm-hmm. come over on payroll, like, you know what the cost is. Yeah. You say, well, you're over a hundred grand. Your cost is this much. You're going to owe 800 bucks or something yeah. like that. Well, so. and, and for us, we use software that, uh, right leading software that allows us to put it all together and it's going to allow us to look at the difference of the estimate and the actual it's going to give us a nice little percentage great and if it's over 20 percent, we've got to flag that right and we've got to say hey (laughs) mr (laughs) mrs underwriter (laughs) yeah here is a variance of more than 20 percent, right and and that's a question then that we should be asking the insured why is it so different Right. Did something change in your operation or were you just way off on, you know, as you're starting your new business and, and there's, there's gotta be a reason, right? So we're going to put that reason. We're going to make a note to the underwriter says, Hey, heads up. This is what's going on here. This is why. And that's all going to 
kind of play its way out. But the software helps us all keep in line and keep in check. Yeah, we get a letter too. The the agent gets a letter. It's non-specific. It's a form letter, and it says, "Hey." Uh, your the audit for this company has been finished and there's going to be it doesn't even say if it's an increase or a decrease it's like there's going to be a change in payroll or earn premium for um, at least 15 percent. and we just get that i hate getting these right and i'm like <laughs> oh god so i call and i get my uh you know i get meg on the phone i'm like all right pull it up let's see what it is and we pull it up and you know a lot of times it's it's a it's more, it's higher. And so immediately we go in there and we start figuring stuff out. Even before we talk to the client, you know, we're like, all right, what did they report? What did they say they were going to do? Mm-hmm. What did the audit say? And once I know those two numbers, they said they were going to do 300, they did 400. Then I can call the customer and explain it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that conversation with them because a lot of our accounts are set up on auto draft and there's a, sometimes a huge bill will generate of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And if they're regular premium is like $600 a month and we're going to take four grand from them in January because this audit triggers a formal bill and they're Mm -hmm. on auto pay. You know, the letter says essentially says warning. We're going to take a lot more than they're used to. So you need to let them know that this is coming. And in some cases we can stop the payment. And if it's extravagant, we can, work with our company to put them on a payment plan. Okay, great. So we can say, hey, can they Ease the split bird. this up over three months or something like that? And then there's a formal process. They have to sign and say, yes, I agree. I'm going to pay this over three months and stuff like that. But but again, this is another thing that an agent can do to step in and be like, hey, you were low on your guess. Now you got you owe four grand. Um, if I don't... if if they if the agent doesn't do anything, they're just going to take all that money, mm-hmm. and there's no way the client read that letter. No, <laughs> they don't and, read their no. mail, you know. No, <laughs> so. and, and that's where again having that conversation on the front end and letting them know that typically, um, when it comes time for renewal, that's when we're looking right. Yeah. That period of renewal because then it, we've got that window of you know. For example, July 1st of 21 to July 1st of 22, right? Because you're renewing 8-1. Sweet. We now have a window of this is the premium audit kind of window that we have. Yep. And so this is is what we're looking at, right? Here's the audit period. And it's all going to be, you know, spelled out pretty clearly to the insured. When we send our letter and we talk to them, this is the audit period. Yeah. This is the record that I need you to pull. Yep. And so if you have everything in line, easy. So the the agent's role in this is really just to communicate, 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 educate, educate, educate. Because if you do nothing, someone's going to be mad. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of times the client just wants to know why. You know, a lot of times it was the client's fault. You know, but a lot of times you have to softly let them know. Remember when we talked about mm-hmm. that this was going to happen and this and that. So, so the agent's role is really you know to educate the client on the front end help them through the audit, help them understand the results of the audit, you know, and then, you know, try and um, uh, just make sure you're doing, you know, consistent work moving forward from that. Let's see, see how much this hurts. It was, you got a $4,000 bill. Let's make sure that we're up. Your payroll is, is, is accurate, you know, moving forward. So, right. Yeah. Well, Hey man, Thanks for nerding out with me on this stuff. This is, this is good. It's been great. I appreciate it. All this information is like really good. So I appreciate your expertise. I appreciate you letting me kind of, you know, tell you what things are like from my chair. I think it's a great, 
um, way to talk about and to teach other agents, you know, what it's like in the field for you, what we can do, how we can help our clients. And, uh, it's just been, it's been great having you in and sharing, no, thanks for sharing. having me and yeah. allowing us to kind of talk about Kahana and the, you know, how we're doing things a little bit different and bring a little bit of light heart yeah. to the, to the industry that, yeah. uh, that it needs. Right. But, but really giving those solutions for carriers of premium audits and loss control inspections that can be done, um, virtually, right. And on the phone is huge, right? Definitely. Cause the success rate is through the roof. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you. All right. There you go. That was my buddy, David from Kahana. David, thanks for coming on. And just being another voice, you know, I do this, I do most of these by myself. So it was nice to have a guest come on and kind of nerd out about insurance stuff. And uh, I appreciate you coming in and doing that with me. So my name is Matt. This is Simply Explaining Insurance. If you don't know, I do another podcast called Agency Launch, where I talk about uh, what it's like to run an agency and talk about staffing, marketing, uh, sales, and retention. And the format's the same. They're all five to 10 minutes, except for this one, which is 25 minutes. But you know what I mean? Most of mine are pretty short. So check it out. It's on all your podcasting channels. Don't forget 50% off of all agency launch for a limited time. Use the code 2020. Send me a text on my, at my community, 208-213-8809. And that's what I got for you today. Thank you so much. And be safe. And away on the fire.